The Runner's Diary podcast with Brian and Damien. Welcome to Runner's Diary, episode 64. I'm Damien. And I'm Brian. On this week's show, we will have all the latest news, all of last week's results, upcoming fixtures. And this week, we have a big interview with the Irish Life Double Marathon Pacers, as Anne Jennings and Fozzie Foster. That's all to come on this week's episode of the Runner's Diary podcast. Okay, welcome back everybody to this week's podcast number 64. Uh, I suppose I just want to start off this week's podcast. Uh, I suppose that some people may know, but not too many. A tough week for you, Damien. Uh, obviously, with a bit of a loss in your family. And then obviously, I know as well, you had a, a very good date out today. So how things can change in a few days. But I suppose agony to ecstasy in a few days. Yeah, so unfortunately, the reason I was not on the show last week was my and my godmother passed away during the week Um, so young 56 do you know so it was a shock to us all and it look i'm not going to go into it right now obviously um so we had that during the week which was very emotional obviously for that um and then as you said the ecstasy is then the intermediate team that i coach we won the county championship on saturday so friday from the world till saturday the wave of emotions was like nothing ever before. You know what I mean? It was it was actually incredible. Yeah. So, you know, look, I do dedicate this episode to my aunt and Lee, you know, who, you know, you know, will be sadly missed. Yeah, I, I think in fairness, like, again, it shows what sports can do too, doesn't it? It's like, I, I know it myself, I've been there before, and I'm sure many people can, that when you gather around, groups and your friends and club mates etc it is a great way to kind of give a lift against a sport oh yeah 100 percent. Yeah, and look massive like, congratulations yeah. to the girls um like a one point win the first time we led in the game was the 62nd minute um so it was just from and that race went from agony to ecstasy as well it was incredible <laughs> um so yeah look Godfrey, massive thank you tandy for filling in um you know and brian I do think there's only one place to start this show with is last week's episode. And unfortunately for me, I cannot claim this, but <laughs> and Andy and yourself have now smashed all the records. And I mean, smashed them, lads. So this episode has gone well over, well over the 2000. I think it's nearly 2300 listens at the moment. Um, and the other double American specialist still continue to grow, which is just shy of 2000 as well. But, you know, it was a brilliant episode. Very well listened. Got massive feedback from it. Um, so, you know, I think it is incredible. Incredible episode. And thank you for everybody who listened. And it was not for Andy. So I'm not giving him any credit. Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, thanks to Martin as well. I think he took it. Yeah. He, he, he went to road his business quite well. Um, but yeah, look again, and as you said, episode last year, I think it's number 16, episode number 16 from 2022 was still there as well. If that's another episode out, if people want to look back, a lot of the stuff we spoke about in last year's episode is, is very relevant too. And I know people at the moment are hungry for information on the Dublin Marathon, and that's why we're back again this week. So after having such a success last week, we did get contacted again directly by Dublin Marathon, Irish Life Dublin Marathon, and asked us, could we do another one? With the pacers so that's how this week's one came about it wasn't originally planned but that's how this week's one came about as well so that's coming up in the second half of the show um we have a bit of news to get through the first but again if anyone's tuning in maybe tuning in for the first time the interview with the pacers will come in the second half of the show so 
um, we hope you'll enjoy it anyway. But we'll get you a few bits and pieces first, I suppose. Yeah. So, Brian, of course, last week we mentioned well-being coming on board with us, which is massive for us. And we were absolutely delighted to have them on as now the results sponsor. So thank you to Tom and the staff at Wellbeing in Glanmire and in Neptune. Um, make sure I will say this, look, I would support anybody who helps us. And, you know, I think they're brilliant parking, great coffee. And I will say this because Sarah has it every single morning. And um, I don't drink coffee. The hot chocolate is actually good as well. So don't worry, let's, um, that's a very good one. But there was an event last Wednesday that myself and Brian were at in the Edge Sports where they had ASICs, they had uh, precision fueling and they had pillar performance. Now, pillar performance has been a product I'm very, very, very passionate about for the last year and trying to get into Ireland. And thankfully, in the end, we were able to get it. And the even better news is they are coming on board with us for full show sponsorship for a full year. Now, Ryan, who are Pillar Performance? You're going to ask, all right? Because you didn't know, you, you you haven't heard of Pillar Performance up to, you know. I, I hadn't, no, but, but the minute I put it out there into my own group, there was plenty of people had and were quoting this athlete and that athlete and triathlon, guys yeah. in the triathlon world and rugby world and things like that. So it's a global brand, I suppose, is what Correct. we're talking about so, here. Okay, yeah. quick one. Pillar performance are right, they're a micronutrition, okay? Right. I'm going to speak in as I said, which I said to Andrew, who we met last Wednesday, I'm going to speak in this in layman's term. All right. So they have a great, and I mean this is a great line, all right. So these is way to scrape performances, all right? Hydration and fueling products will take you to the finish line of a race, but pillar performance will get you to the start line in the best condition over and over. And how you may ask. So they have products, plenty of products, but the, the main one really is a triple magnesium. And the triple magnesium is brilliant. Taking an hour before you go to bed. Brian, you're going to do a study this week for us. You you got your hands on one of the products. You're taking a study this week of where you're taking your resting heart rate for the night and you're going to start pillow performance. And we're going to see over the few weeks the difference in it. So, yep. you know, we're going to use you as a guinea pig for this. But, I was going to call myself a guinea pig, but you did it. So, yeah, OK, I'll be the guinea pig. <laughs> so, lads, I am I am actually so excited for this. Now, to tie in with this, all right, we are going to be launching a runner's diary singlet very soon. And I mean, it's going to happen this week. So for us to get these singlets is going to be a minimum of 10 per order that we can do. If we have 20 in an order, brilliant. We're going to put it out. We're going to get it up on the Go Sports Teamwear website and we're going to get it, people to order it. And if they if we have over 10, we'll put it through into production and stuff like that. So, you know, we put the pictures out for people for feedback and that's what we would like as well. So this is with well-being and with pillar performance. What it means for the show is very simply is what we have, what the lads are sponsoring us with is going straight back into the show. So it's going to work for improving our sound. It's going to work improving YouTube and making Brian looking 20 years younger. It's going to work on. Jeez, you must be a huge <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to help us towards our events that we do. It's going to help us towards gear and sponsorships and prizes. So everything that is getting into the bought into this show is going straight back into the show. And that is it. And then we mean that it's going straight back into the show. So, Brian, it's a very exciting time for the podcast. Mm -hmm. We've gone from our biggest listenership ever to where now we're building ever so slightly and we 
really, really thank Wellbeing and Pillar Performance for their support in the show. It shows there is an appetite for it. And we thank mostly and everybody, I mean, who listens to the show, because without the people listening, none of this is possible. Yeah, completely agree. And look, we've been 63 episodes in now. So, you know, I think we've put a product together and hopefully um, we can move forward with it and actually keep improving all the time. So be interested to see where the journey goes ahead now again. But uh, exactly. if, people have, if people have ideas as well, please send them in, you know, things that we may have not thought about. We're happy to to introduce new new aspects and new angles every week if we can. So keep giving us feedback. But with that, one of our good features is competitions. So again, thanks to, very much to the guys in the Defence Forces. Uh, the Defence Forces 5K takes place on Sunday, the 15th of October at 10 a.m. in Tremor Valley. And uh, Mick and the lads there uh, gave us two entries to draw out. And the two lucky winners of this week's competition is Maura Collins, who selected Elaine Collins as her running buddy there. So Maura Collins and Elaine Collins are this week's lucky winners of two free entries to the Defence Forces 5K. It takes place on Sunday the 15th of October, 10 a.m. in Tremor Valley. And obviously, if anyone's in the BHA organisation, five-year entry or 10-year if you're not, and you can register, I think, right up until that morning as well. So again, check it out on social media pages. We've put up a poster as well. That's the BHA uh, Defence Forces 5K on Sunday the 15th of October. Yeah, exactly. And well done to Maura and Elaine on winning that. So next week we have a competition, but this is lads, this is gonna be a tight knit competition. It needs to be got quick, fast, and like the race. So we have one for Bearer AC, um, which is the Bearer Island five mile, which is happening on Sunday, the 14th of October. So that's next week, hence or Saturday, the 14th Saturday, of October, yeah. beg your pardon, Saturday the 14th of October. So to be in a chance of winning. We're going to probably put this poster out on Monday because it needs to be out fast. This is only opened till Wednesday night. Winner will be announced on Thursday morning. So this will be, winners will obviously be announced in the show next week as well, but you know, the race will have already been run at that stage. So yeah. Wednesday night, you have up till to win this competition. Bear Racy, obviously, look, it's, in fairness to everyone down in that club they've really supported the show since day one and we thank them very very much so that is October the 14th it's the Bear AC 4 5 miler so please we'll have to post it out simply like the page and tag your running buddy simple as that and you get the chance to win in two entries yeah and I think well done to the main organiser there Carl who was I believe in Berlin last week as well and I think may have had one of our hats on display or maybe had one somewhere anyway, so well done to Carl there, Carl Hurley on that one. Staying in the very picturesque area of the country, uh, we also have the Irie's five miler coming up on November the 11th, and I know there's huge, huge work being put into this one as well as part of the same series. Uh, the race is open for entries, and as we announced previously, and we're going to say it again tonight, they're giving away an absolutely fantastic prize uh, for anyone who enters before the 3rd of November. So if you enter before the 3rd of November, you can win one night stay in Kappa House in Iris on the, the race night itself. So again, West Cork direction, beautiful part of the country and a chance to win a night stay there as well. Um, we'll also have a competition coming up probably next week, I would say, for the Iris five miler as well. But again, they have their own competitions going. I think like last year, I think they have hundreds of prizes and entries. Oh, and It's crazy, yeah, it's probably, crazy. Yeah, it's, 
it's a Christmas giveaway before yeah. Christmas, really. Yeah, and I, I actually think at one stage there, there was a, there was a prize, as I said, the late, the late toy show. There's a prize for everyone in the audience, and that was yeah. nearly what it was. That's how much prize that they have. It is incredible the amount of work they put into it. So yeah. look, stay tuned as well for that. We will have a competition coming up for that. Now, Chicago Martin. All right. So Chicago Martin today, we're going to come to our um, latest calendar um, entries for it in a moment. But for, I think first we have to start with yet another world record broken today. So Brian, not just I broken, was, smashed. Smashed. I was talking to you before we came on here, and you had you. I don't even think you knew this at this stage, did you? I was away from TVs and technology for most of today, so, uh, so yeah, didn't know so, too much. Yeah, Kelvin um, Kiptums. He came out to break the course record, which was two hours three minutes forty five seconds. Which you'd say, yeah, all right, fair enough. He walked away with two hours. And 35 seconds. Now, how incredible that is. When I said that to Brian, Brian goes, what happened? I was yeah. like, what do you mean? He said, why was it one in two hours 35? So <laughs> I was like, no, two hours 35 seconds. He beat it. That's taken away Kipchoge's old record of 201. I think it was at 1909 or something like that. So like absolutely like smashing the world record. And he wasn't in the new Adidas. It was in the Nikes is what mm-hmm. he was in. And then on the ladies' side, with Stefan Hassan taking her second win in her second marathon in a two hour, 13 minutes and 44 seconds. Um, so she won London earlier this year and now she's gone and won her second major as well. Um, and like Hassan is, I mean, just the distance that she covers as in like from 15, 5K, 10K, Marathons now is just absolutely bananas. Like she's just a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, I don't know though. Like, and I'm not saying there's anything untoward here whatsoever. But like, you know, you see some of the world's greatest over the last number of years, and they're going out and they're battling hard, and they're knocking seconds, maybe at most, off mm. their time. And then you see such a big gulf you now in in terms of records being smashed. It's kind of like, okay, maybe it's technology, maybe what I don't know, but. It's kind of too big. The gaps are too big, aren't they? It's massive. It is. It's actually frightening. It, it look. I think, and I hope it's not true. And I really, really do. You need to suspend reality ever so slightly sometimes and just park it. You do it. We do it with cycling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You do. We've done it for years and years with cycling. I think now it's coming to the stage. It's like we're going to see two hours broken. Well, we are. based on that, like, yeah, you would think it's definitely coming yeah. down. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's happening, do you know what I mean? And, like, there was a time where this was not going to happen at all. You know, how long did it take Kipchoge in if, you know, with the Breaking with the, with, 2 projects, the whole lot yeah. of that, you know? And it, it's mad. But look, mm. well done. And a big, big, big shout out to our two, um, are we going October and November models <laughs> for the calendar? which is Don Walsh and Siobhan Holland, who were spotted over in um, Chicago Martin with our lovely runner's diary caps. Um, and as well, Don had a lovely edge sports bottle, so I'll get that in there as well. Um, so, you know, thank you to the girls for wearing hats over there. Really appreciate the sport and the pictures. It's, again, it's, it's lovely to see. We, again, we'll have more gear coming out soon enough for people to order that, so I'll keep that also, massive shout out to John Kinsler, the former guest and um, Limerick runner who ran Chicago today as well. And also to Viv Foley, who 
who was just shy of his PB. I saw a few videos of him going around again in another incredible run for a man who just fractured his, shattered his wrist not too long ago. Um, the steel plate didn't slow him down inside his wrist. So, you know, it looked like... Carbon, a, just got a carbon plate in his wrist. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> looked like a brilliant event, fantastic event. Like, I know a few people who run, who've run it over the years and have said it is actually a brilliant event. Um, yeah. So, well done to everybody there. Absolutely. Uh, we're nearly there now. So, just a few show notes that came in just as well. Now, I called this man last week, our good friend, Graham. Um, he was there again on Wednesday evening at our event, or your event in the edge. Um with, with all the great products there and, and run it, which was a great night of fairness. We didn't speak too much about that, but I enjoyed that night. But he asked me, on, do I know his second name? And I said, I do. Uh, what's my second name? So I said, Graham Meekel. And I was right. Uh, so you're still our good friend, Graham. But in fairness, like many, many people up and down the country, Graham is a great volunteer. We've given him a lot of shout outs over the, the last couple of weeks, but he actually made his 200 park run volunteer appearance at the weekend in Ballincollig. So again, well done, Graham. We won't mention it too much more because you're going to start charging us, but keep up the good work. It's very much appreciated by many, many clubs, by many organisations as well. Mm. Park run, BHA, etc. Cork uh, City Marathon, I know, and others. You're always there to give a hand where, where possible. So can't, be, can't have events without people like that. So long may it continue. And Brian, again, we obviously, but look, if anybody wants to give someone a shout out, please give us a message and, you know, this comes out from anybody and we have a lot of new listeners now and if anyone has done a race over the weekend or you know has done a park run or volunteered or something like that that they'd like to give their name a shout out um please do i always say it i still to this day remember the day you called my name out in the original runner's diary before the worst thing i ever did yeah um and it was after a blarney and you called out and i was like a child in you know, a candy, a sweet shop, just go, oh my God, he can't wait. <laughs> you're still talking about it. I'm and still you, talking and insult, about it. You're insulting me, and I, it's a good thing you're insulting me ever since. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, please just drop us a message, you know, um, in the show notes actually as well, we do have our, the contacts for to get in contact with the shop with the links to the Facebook and the Instagram and the email. Um, and we're coming to the results which is a new feature that we have started Brian, sorry, not the results, but in the notes where we now have the link to all the results that are coming up and that we will have so that people can see the full results. Results. We'll give out the top three, obviously. Go to the show notes. You can see the full link there for the full results. Go into that. Um, we'll be doing the same as well with fixtures. So we're going to try to get that up where it's going to be event master or to whoever they have the link to sign up for the race that we'll get that in as well. That might not be this week, but we're going to start that from next week as well. So, you know, we're, we're adding more to the show notes and stuff like that. People must understand this takes time. I will say, Brian, I'm going to put our hands up. Owen, unfortunately, has had to leave us with the calendar. We have fallen behind in the calendar and calling us out, Brian. We need to improve that. So less races now. So yes, so we, we, we're going to get back onto the calendar again. We're going to get that up to date as well. All these little things are going to improve and be done better and faster soon. So with that, we will move to the results. OK, welcome to the results section. As I said, this results section is now sponsored by Wellbeing Coffee, Glanmire and Neptune Stadium. So make sure to support our sponsors where possible. And even tell them that the runner's diary sent you if possible as well. So we'll get moving on the results. First one up is Saturday the 7th. So last Saturday, it was the Galway was the place to be for the run Galway Bay Marathon, Half Marathon and 10K. Uh, first up in the 10K, uh, the winner there was Mihai 
Sprinson and a time of 32.25. Second, good friend of the show, Jake O'Regan, in a time of 32.54. And third, Robert Fruin, in a time of 33.57. In the ladies' event, continuing her good form, Lizzie Lee from Leva was first lady there in a time of 34.54. Ellen Moran, second, in 36.44. And third, Kara Turner, in a time of 38.10. And in the 21k, I'm presuming, Brian, I, I know they says 10k, 21k and 42k. I'm presuming they're just literally half marathon and marathon. 10k, half marathon. Yeah, yeah. But that's the way the results have them. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know if okay, they did an extra, yeah, did they do that extra point, whatever, I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah. it's taken yeah. as a half and a foot. Yeah. Uh, so the winner was Sergio Cabanu um, in a time of... Uh, one hour ten. <laughs> I've got to count different. Like seventy minutes thirty three seconds. In second place was David Mahan. In closely behind in seventy fifty seven, and then in third was Kevin Mooney in a time of seventy three fifty. And then in the ladies, Nora Peters um, took the win in one nineteen fifty. In second place was Dee Collins in one twenty twenty eight, and in third place was Grania Ni O'Callaghan. In a time of one twenty-five thirteen. Yeah, finally then to the forty-two k or full marathon possibly. Uh, first was Wayne Waldron in a time of two thirty-two nineteen. Second, Andrea Gandini in a time of thirty-three thirty-five, and third Drew Fowler in a time of two forty-five twenty-nine. In the ladies' event, first lady home was Gina Clifford in a time of three fourteen eighteen. Uh, Ava McCarthy, second female in three hours, 16.48. And third female, Kat Simpson, in a time of three hours, 18.25. Yeah, and we move to Arma, which had a 10 mile and a 6K, but we'll just have the 10 mile results at the moment. So the winner was Estenar Turkey uh, from Annadale Striders in a time of 51.05. In second was Cameron Stewart from Annadale Striders also in a time of 51.41. And in third place was Garrett King from Portadown Running Club in a time of 52.37. In the ladies, Robin Mackey from Annadale Striders. So great day for Annadale Striders in a time of 1 hour and 50 seconds. Uh, Louise Smith in a time of 1.03.55 from North Belfast Harriers. And then the third was Fiona Pure um, from Springwell Running Club in a time of 1.11.41. And for some more results around the country, we move to Lindsay here, who will talk us through some of the big races throughout Ireland. Right, so cross-country takes top priority this week, with Dara Dunhu of Lucan Harriers leading home 110 finishers in the men's 6K race at the Dublin Novice Cross-Country Championships held in Tymon Park on Sunday. Fintan Cairns of Clondiff Harriers was second, and Colin Parnell of Crusaders third. Clonliffe, with four finishes in the top 12, took team gold ahead of DSD and DCH, with 11 teams entered. In the women's 4K race, Elizabeth Gann was the winner with her DCH teammate Kirsten Scollard second, and the pair leading their team to team victory over Crusaders and Clonliffe, with 10 teams entered. In Navan, Rose Finnegan of Bormean was a clear winner of the women's race at the Meath Intermediate Championships, Karen Hayes and Kayla Ryan, both from Rathoth, in second and third places, led their club to team victory over Bormean and Star of the Sea. 
taking the men's title in some style was Aaron Smith of, I think you call that club, Sillies, who had finished second in the Novice Championships a week earlier. Connor Leach of Nafina was second and Adam Canning of Rathkenny third. Bormean took the team title. Schools from all over the country headed to the Trinity Grounds in Santry last Wednesday for the brother cross country, where Finn Diver from the Belfast School St. Malachy's was a clear winner of the boys senior 4,000 metres after breaking from the pack on the four to five laps. St. Aidan's CBS took the team title. Most competitive of the girls races came at interlevel, where Goda Boydicke from St. Dominic's Cabra was not only the individual winner, but also led St. Dominic's to the team title. On a good day for St. Dominic's, Cleaner Ryan won the senior girls 2,000 metres and helped her team to another victory. Winning the boys into race was Reese Johnston from Piper's Hill College. St. Malachy's proved best of the teams, although the overall team title went to St. Dominic's with three wins from the four girls races. With the Dublin Marathon just around the corner, a total of three three-quarter marathons took place on Sunday, with James Doran of Unreacht, the winner of the Fast Lane three-quarter marathon at Clondalk in Dublin, in one hour, 54 minutes, six seconds. First woman was Neve Staunton of St. Abbans in 2.09.57. In Tarmanbury, which also hosted a three-quarter marathon, Ken Nugent of Denor Harriers won the half marathon in 72.40. Finally, Robin Mooney proved the class of the field in the annual Simon Five held in the Phoenix Park, winning in 27 minutes, 29 seconds. First woman was Carmel Ward in 31.49. And that's all for this week. And thanks to Lindsay for that update. Um, finally, I think we'll move on to, you know, a race I love, the cross country. Cork cross country travelled to Bandon this weekend um, for the uneven age and novice championship where 757 brave souls ventured out into cross country um, for what was some brilliant racing. In the men's um, novice championship, um, Nisha O'Flaherty from Bandon AC took the win with Gavin Kenny from Bandon also coming in second with Niall Duncan from Toker rounding out the podium. In a team event, Leavell took the win. A special mention there to Andy on his debut for his new club um, getting his first trophy in that. In second place was Toker AC and in third place then was Bandon AC altogether. In the ladies, um, Nadine Ford from Leavell took the win there with Avril Cashman from Yall coming in second and Maeve Moynihan from Leavell um, rounding out the podium on third. And then in the team event, Leavale, St. Finbars and Toker were the top three teams there again. So some very strong performances across the board. Um, it's cross-country season is really and truly kicking off. So keep up to date with it. We're going to be putting out a lot more posts over the next few weeks about cross-country. And you never know, I might try to make an appearance one in one of these events again. But look, well done to the 757 um, juniors and seniors who were out running. And um, we hope everyone enjoyed it and they look forward to the next round. Yep, um, in a weekend where people were still doing maybe the last of the long runs, there was a few three-quarter marathons on. So the first one is on in Mead, so the three-quarter Irish marathon. And first home there, I believe in a new course record, was Tudor Moldovan in a time of 1.47.02. 
Second, Kieran McKenna from Star of the CAC in a time of 1.50.48. And third, Derek Griffin in a time of 1.51.13. In the ladies' event, first lady home was Fiona Stack in a time of 2.13.31. Second, Catherine O'Connor uh, from Schlee Cullen in a time of 2.17.56. And third, Kira Brady in a time of 2.20.42. Yeah, and then in another three-quarter marathon, which actually is a great distance for, on that note, Brian, just before we go move on, great distance at this time of year for yeah. for these, for Dublin. It's obviously, I presume it's all tied in for Dublin as well, but you know, they're great distance races. Um, mm-hmm. So it was in the fast lane in Dublin, um, along the docks, I think, along there. In wind was taken by James Doran, uh, ex-training partner of myself, till I gave up running, on Rioch DC in a time of 1.54.04. In second was um, Rudy Nolan from uh, Drogheda and District AC in a time of 156.33. And then Bob Harrington rounded out the podium in a time of 156.44. In the ladies, Neve Stoughton from St. Albans AC in a time of 209.46 took the win with Kate Crowley from Raheen Shamrock in a time of 213.19 in second and Kira Wilson in a time of 213.53 took third place overall. There was also a half marathon there. Uh, first in the half marathon was Gail Hernandez from Ratfarnham AC in a time of 118.47. Sorry, Aid Murphy from Dundrum, South Dublin in 119.14. And third was Clive Quinn from Lee Cullen AC in a time of 119.25. In the ladies' event, Sarah Karpinski was first lady home there in a time of 131.44. Sarah Diamond was second in a time of 133. 35 and Colin Kyo was third lady home there in a time of 134.35. And I think lastly, Tatinke um, was won by Connor Burke from Slaybridge AC at a time of 31.39, so a very quick time in there. Um, Paul O'Brini, uh, Sports World AC, was in um, second place in 34.33, and then Aidan Dowd was at third in 35.42. In the ladies, Laura Buckley from uh, Donaboyan AC was in first place in 37.25. Kira Regan from Crusaders AC in 41.20 took second. And and Hughes from Crusaders AC um, in a time of 42 minutes took third place overall. So again, the link to all them full results will be in the show notes. So make sure you pay them a visit there and check the link for the full results. And with that, we'll move to our featured races. So obviously the one we've called out already, uh, which was last year's last week's competition, the Cork BHA Defence Forces, that's taking place this weekend, coming on Sunday, the 15th of October. So again, just a reminder that it takes place in Tremor Valley Park in Cork. It's a 5K road race. It's under the BHA rules. And it's Sunday, the 15th of October, 10 a.m. Registration from 9 a.m. Entry is 5 euro for registered and 10 euro for non-registered. Yeah, and then you have the Bear Island Five Mile Race, which is on Saturday the fourteenth of October. Um, so make sure you check that race out down in the beautiful land of of West Cork. Uh, there's a ferry going across, so there are two ferry companies that will help you across with that. So go to you know their Facebook page to sign up for that race as well. And of course, make sure you enter the competition, which we'll have on Monday morning, and you have till Wednesday night to enter. 
Yeah, looking out a bit further, another one we just called out earlier, the Iris five mile road race takes place on the 11th of November at 230. So again, there'll be more on that next week. But again, um, definitely want to check out. It's a great race on an Iris. They're a beautiful part of the world. So and check out the Iris five miler. Um, yeah, and then you've Churchtown 10 miler on the 18th of November, 10 a.m. start, so 30 euros. The class is a challenging route, but a fair route. So it, you know, it's the first time obviously organising, so best of luck to them. And the link again is in the show notes for how to enter that race. And finally, in our featured race section, the Great Glenville Run takes place on Sunday, the 26th of November. It's a lovely four mile race. Um, it's one we've both done before. Very well organised race by Watergrass Hill Club there. And always a good spread of food afterwards as well. So certainly one to check out as the air comes to a close. Um, I think it's important to mention that the ones we're calling out here are the clubs that have gone on to us and who have kind of supported us as well with competitions, etc. Um, and any other races, obviously, we'd be putting them up there and putting them on our calendars, as Damien said earlier, we'll be updating our calendar. But if you want your race uh, specifically called out like those ones, then give us a shout out and we'll do our best for you. Yeah, exactly. So that's the result or the, the picture section. I think now we will move on to our interview, Brian. So we have obviously the Irish Life Dublin Marathon Pacers um, coming up now. So I think there's plenty of good questions in it. You know, we got a few questions in from listeners, which was really, really good. Um, there was a couple that popped up along the way as well, but I think it's very interesting. Listen and really enjoyed it. So listen up and enjoy it and put the feet up and take all the advice you can get. Okay, so we're delighted to have Anne Jennings and Fozzie Forrestal join us this week on our Irish Life Dublin Marathon 2023 Meet the Pacers. Welcome to the podcast, Fozzie, and welcome to the podcast, Anne. Thanks very much. Yeah, good to have you on board, guys. Yeah, Fozzie, you're back for the second time, obviously, and your first time up. Um, Last week, we obviously went with another episode related to the the Irish Life Dublin Marathon and it's gone down a huge, huge success. Damon, we broke all records, I think, so... Smashed them. Smashed them, yeah. Just like everyone will do with their PBs in the Dublin Marathon, so there's no fair. And, you know, the Pacers who we're going to come to is going to help them do that. Um, So I think as far as he's been here before, we leave him till second. I think we'll start off with Anne. Anne, welcome to the show. Yeah. Give us a little bit of a background Thanks on yourself so that people can, you know, who to know who you are. Well, I suppose I'm like, I suppose Fozzy there. I've been, a, I'm a runner. I've been running, I suppose, since 2012. Um, so one of those people that went to run their first marathon off running one 10K. So that's not how you run a marathon. Um, so I suppose evolved from there running different distances and uh, yeah, I've been pacing marathons, especially Dublin Marathon, I suppose, for over five years and loving it. Very good. Right. Are you a member of a club, Anne? Yeah, a member of DBRC, so Dublin good. Bay Running Club. And this year you're going to be pacing the 350 group? Yes. Very good. Yeah. Very good. So looking okay. forward to it. We'll dig into that more a bit in a minute. So, Fozzy, obviously you've been with us before, and uh, well known to many as part of what's that famous team you call yourselves again? Team Grazzy. Team Grazzy, yeah, yeah, with Chris Grace <laughs> and then Fozzy. So we couldn't get Chris on, unfortunately, but we have the other half of this. 
of that team. But uh, maybe again, Fozzy, just give us a quick background on yourself. Yeah, look, sure. I said, you know, you know, I've, I've I'm running since 2010. Same things and all different distances. Um, I'm lucky enough to be doing it now. I've got, a, uh, I mean, around 130, 35 marathons ran. Uh, so I'm kind of, I've done, been there, done that, I suppose, and uh, I'm kind of lucky to be able to keep doing it. And um, basically, yeah, I've been pacing Dublin for, I think, I think it's 2015 or 16 was the first year I done it, and I've been doing it since. And uh, I'm, it's been a privilege to do Dublin, and I'm really looking forward to this year again. It's it's a great bunch of people, and I can't wait to be honest. Very good, very good. So we put a call out there, obviously, to the running public, and we got a good few questions in, um, and we will dive into them as we go. But I suppose before we dive into them, maybe just a question: How did it all start with pacing? What what was the interest in pacing? You know, what got you into it day one? And I'll ask you first, maybe. Yeah, well, I suppose I suppose from running marathons myself, um, you quickly, I suppose, learn what went wrong and what went right. And I had ran a couple of marathons myself and I ended up kind of chatting to the pacers and they were just so kind of motivational. And, you know, you were in a group and you, you kind of got distracted from, I suppose, your own negative thoughts or feeling sorry for yourself. Um, and I just thought it was a great thing. I thought it was a great thing to kind of give back. Um, so I suppose when I was offered a place to uh, pace with uh, Dublin, uh, you know, I, I grabbed it by both hands. Um, and it has to be the highlight of, of every year. It's just an amazing experience. Um, obviously pacing other, other races as well, but there's something always very special and unique about Dublin. And just as a matter of interest, you're pacing 350, but what would your marathon time be? So you kind of have to give yourself, you have to have a cushion about 30 minutes, you know, to be comfortable, to be honest. So, yeah, that's a, that's what I sit on. Mm -hmm. So I'm um, in re 320. Yeah. And for you, Fuzzy? Uh, <clears throat> what do you call it? Uh, I think I first got into it really when... I went for my first sub three in Limerick and I was absolutely amazed with the uh, three hour pacer that the energy that they, they gave and the support. And I was just kind of blown away that, that this person would even help so many of us at the, on the day. Like I was like, geez, how did they do it? You know, or, or, or why did they do it? And, and you know, I kind of, it always amazed me. But then I was lucky enough then that Chris actually offered me a pacing gig and um, so what I just said, why not? Like even though I was a bag of nerves and I hadn't a clue really what I was doing the first time, but but I, I just tagged it on Chris and and, and um, what you call it? Uh, yeah, it just it kind of it just escalated from there then. And and I mean, I prefer to pace now than actually run a marathon, or race a marathon. Is uh, if you know what I mean? I I absolutely just love that feeling of helping people and and as as you're running comfortably, it's it's the miles fly by and it's not that hard and. You know, you don't have many negative thoughts. You know, it's all it's all relevant to enjoying it. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. which is brilliant. I just love helping people, so it's great. Yeah, I like with with like I'm I'm one of four here who's not doing Dublin. So Brian, as we know, is probably a bag of nerves because Brian is planning on racing it. You know, so Brian's going to get tips here as well. You know, because the the rumor has it he could be going with a three hour pace, or we don't know yet. But you know, that's the rumor has it. So we'll break into the questions and we'll see. Okay, so 
And what we start is with, with obviously there is um, starting times for each wave. I think we'll get that out there first so that people can understand what waves they're in. Can you talk through the wave times or do you do you want me to call them out and you can describe it? Well, I suppose the waves start really from, I suppose the first to go off is the wheelchair category. And then you have waves going every 15 minutes after that. Um, so it's just really dependent on the times, um, you know, the, the times people are allocated. So obviously when you sign up for the marathon, you kind of give an idea of what time you'd like to run it in. And then you're, you're given a, your bib number has a color on it. And that's the way that you're assigned to for your time. Um, um, so they're kind of every 50, 15 minutes and you've got four waves that go and um, with the last one going 9.45 and 15 minutes at each wave prior to that. So just so, so as far as so do, uh, your wheelchair obviously do to go out right at first so that is 8.40 a.m. and that's followed by wave one which is 8.45 yeah. then it's followed by wave two which is 9.05 yeah. Wave three, which is at nine twenty-five, and wave four, which is at nine forty-five a.m. So that's the wave times for everyone to come in. Yeah, and I think just important as well to say yeah. that within within those waves, then, so wave one, we have pacers for three hours, three ten, three twenty. In wave two, it's three thirty, three forty, three fifty. Wave three is four, four ten, four twenty, and wave four is 4.30, 4.40, 4.50 and five hours. So a question I know that comes up every year as well. And again, your advice, people obviously at the time of signing up may not have been as fit as what they are come race day. And let's just say they might be now believe that they can run a three hour 20 marathon, but they're in wave two. And the three hour 20 pacer is in wave one. And, you know, some people panic and say, oh, I got to catch up with the three hour 20 pacer but what would be your advice there for anyone that's finds them in a, themselves in a wave where there isn't a pacer of that time um, as we go to yeah all right yeah no i suppose look uh if you're not in the right wave for that example i would say the 320 and you're going for 320 and you're in wave two unfortunately there's not a 320 pacer in that group so you kind of have to rely on your own pacing there as such because with the, the, the time difference, you're never going to catch the pacer and you'll probably end up ruining your marathon, even attempting to catch him. It's just too much of a distance between the starting times. So you really just have to sit back, take a, take a deep breath and just say, right, I must trust myself, trust my own training and use my watch and, and do all the things that you've been doing in training for the last six, seven months, excuse me, or whatever else you've been doing and just just go, go with what you know best. Um, like. Again, it just it is unfortunate that you you, you can't have the, the or be with the three twenty pacer, but but look, that's just the way it is, and, and just uh, don't panic. Don't again, do not try and catch the three twenty because you will you will end up blown up because obviously it, it, you'll be going way too quick. So yeah. just take it easy and trust yourself, trust your own training. I think. Yeah, I think what I'd like to I've I've been asked this couple of times this week actually in the shop and the question was and I'll come to you with this is how far in advance of your time should you be coming so if you're wave three and you're going off at what time did I say wave three was wave three is at 925 
what time should said person be roughly making their way to wave three roughly would you think or what would you recommend anyway Uh, I think people need to Brian, plenty of time, don't they really? Yeah. Um, like you've got the bag drop and then you have a good decent half an hour walk where you need to get settled into your wave. Um, so people should really be allowing themselves, in my opinion, you know, nearly an hour between walking down to your wave and getting settled and make sure you're there in time. Um, mm-hmm. Because it does get quite congested in the waves. You do have a long walk into them depending where you want to be in that wave and what pace you want to be and you don't want to be leaving it too late that you're getting in for example in the the back of wave two or three or wherever you're meant to be and finding that you, you're not getting up to your pace or group if you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and ju- we got a question as well and actually it's a, it's a great question it's maybe one of the first questions we should ask and <laughs> both, both of you can answer this but i'll, I'll go to fuzzy first maybe but for the ordinary person, what's the advantage of running with a pacer? Well, running with a pacer, right? The advantages really are that the pacer will be running very steady, um, very evenly paced miles, uh, which in turn then will, you know, you don't have to look at your watch, you don't have to be worrying or panicking about that. Uh, most pacers, I hope anyway, <laughs> will give great encouragement, great help because they've been there, they've done it on numerous times. So they know what's coming up, what's the tricky the tricky points that you may not know where are on the course. Uh, they know uh, where water stations are or where they're coming up. They can give plenty of advice. And uh, basically, yeah, that's kind of it. Like just, and they will give you good energy and there will be everybody around the pace will be all going for the same target, which means there's a good group of people there. So you can kind of be dragged along like a, like a good bicycle race, be dragged along and, uh, and get you, uh, get you, you know. Yeah. And for you, Anne, the same question, sorry. Yeah, I think I think a lot of what Fozzie has said, I suppose, um, you find a lot of people will start off, you know, somebody may go out to run four hours and they're by themselves and they don't go with the pacer. And suddenly, like you see a lot of people up on footpaths, you know, clipping, clipping grass, wasting so much energy, just looking at their watch, trying to you know, try to keep to a pace where I feel that if you go with the pacers, you know, they're there to do a job. They're there to motivate people. Um, and it, it, it's a great group. If you have a great group and you're in a great group, you'll forget about your watch. You'll forget about yourself and the miles will fly by. So let us, the pacers, that's what we're there for. Let, let us look at the Garmin, you know, and, you know, let the, the, the runner just run and concentrate on, you know, what we say and you know we'll guide people along in terms of look your water station is coming up or it's on the left like we on the right you know sometimes it changes but it's in the same place you know we may have a little bit of a drag coming up we have a nice downhill you know even to you know look at this lovely building on your left or right or this is you know part of Dublin history or whatever so it's just I I think it takes the runner's mind off what they're doing and that keeps them calm which I think is really important on race day because you put so much training into this one race and you just don't want to be there panicking. And we've all done it. We've all kind of got those last minute panics and we, you know, you stress yourself. Yeah. And just within the groups then, I, I believe is it, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's three pacers per group, is it? 
It is, yeah. Three paces per group. Um, sometimes there's four in the four hour because it's such a, it's such a large uh, group. Okay. But yeah, it's three generally, yeah. And again, just for people listening in, generally those three pacers would kind of, maybe not in the first mile, but they'd spread out a bit as well across the, you know, they're not all front running, there's some picking up people at the back. Is that the way it works, is it? Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, they spread out a, a little bit over over the, the, the route. Um, occasionally a pacer will fall back a little bit. Normally now you would inform the crowd. You might fall back a little bit, see, can you get a couple of people that are kind of struggling a little bit and bring them on with you. Uh, if you uh, you'll always have one pacer up front that will be uh, bang on the time, very even, and, you know, okay, that may swap, we'll swap uh, duties with that. Um, but most of the time, we'll be nicely spread out, but but within within a good, I suppose, within a good 50 yards of each other where you can see each other. And, and uh, normally then we'll come together when it comes close to the end for the last... May the last mile will come together and uh, we'll bring the last few in that we can bring in with us, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Fuzzy, I'm doing my first marathon and I'm going into my wave. How do I know this pacers? How do I spot them? Tell me. How do you spot us? Well, I suppose you can't really miss us in Dublin anyway because we have a balloon that would be absolutely brilliant in the film up if you ever watched it. <laughs> they, they nearly lift us up in the sky. It's so big. So, yeah, look out for the balloons. Uh, if you if you're at the expo, we have a stand. Come over, have a chat with us. You might actually meet the pacer that's that's uh, in your in your time or that you're following, um, and you can ask any questions there as well. But yeah, we have a big big balloons. You can't miss us. Honestly, you won't miss us, and uh, you'll, you'll see three big balloons with the times written on it. F- funny you mention that now because for most of the marathons or most of the races I've done, and I think most people have done. They're used to that normal size balloon that you'd have at a house par- birthday party, maybe. But how, like, just those balloons that you wear in Dublin, there must be some drag on those balloons, is there? Uh, no, they're not too bad, then, are they? They're not, not too bad. I think last year was probably my worst in the ten miler. I had to, I had to carry it in front of me. The wind was so bad, so <laughs> I knew all about it. But no, they're not too, they're not too bad, no. <laughs> but, but they're certainly very visible, anyway. Yeah. I can tell you that, that, that a couple of years ago, I mile two, my balloon wrapped around a, a pole. I was running too close to the edge and I made off a bang that was like a double barrel shotgun. So they're, def- they're definitely full of uh, plenty of helium anyway. <laughs> and and Fuzzy, or sorry, Anna, Anna's come too. So when you said that there's three paces at the start, okay, and, and if you hadn't met these pacers beforehand, do they at the start line say, as as Fozzie said earlier, that some will run even split, some will run a little bit, of, uh, you know, it might go a little bit slower and trying to n- negative split. Is that is that a kind of arrangement made at the start that people will know it or is it just going to happen naturally throughout the race? Uh, for the Pacers, um, I suppose it's, well, in Dublin, I su- you know, it's kind of near the same group, so we'd all know each other quite well. Um, but you kind of just say, look, just say, for instance, you know, I was pacing with Fozzie, whatever we'd say, okay, and you you stay at the front, you know, somebody kind of go in the middle, like they, they are large, Dublin is a big marathon, there's large groups, and you can have large, you, you know, a huge group behind you, so it's important to spread out those pacers within reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're constantly updating, I suppose, people around us saying, listen, we're running even splits, and that's what we do. You run even splits, um, but like that, as Fozzie said, 
you know, you could be going back and you could be going back maybe even the last mile and just a couple of people might have fallen back and you're just trying to motivate them and bring them along with you. So, you know, there'll always be a pacer at the front. Like sometimes a pacer may have to drop out, unfortunately, or even may, they may have a pacer just, you know, pulls down their balloon and has to go to the bathroom quickly. But you'll always kind of update the crowd, say, listen, just keep with the other two of us. So there's always communication there, but each of the pacers, you know, have their own kind of little chat beforehand and say, look, this is how we're going to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, that's really it, really. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, as I said, it's just a big crowd. You just have to try and manage it the best you can. And I know you've said this, but I just go to, because this, this is the question we've got asked the most at a pretty much similar time. So the one is, do pacer runs even splits, which you've already said, the plan is yes. And the second question is, do pacers bank time? So I know they're kind of very relevant um, as a very similar question. So you just said they do um, run even, but I would presume, you know, banking time, I don't recommend it. I, I happen to be one year and it's the worst thing in the world. Um, so Fozzie, what on them two, what do you think? Oh yeah, look, uh, we're even splits all the way. That's 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 guaranteed. Okay, we don't bank time because uh, there's no need to bank time. Uh, but it is important to know that we have to run the course. So running the course means that um, we're running the mile markers. So you know yourself. Uh, maybe first timers wouldn't know, but people who have run a few marathons would know that you never run really the forty-two point two or the race line. You always end up going a little bit more. Uh, maybe some years you could run 26.4 or you know, 26.35. So every for every little point one of a mile over, it's it could be 30 seconds, 40 seconds. So this is where the pacer comes in really important. And this is where people should not look at their watch and trust the pacers. That like if say for example you're running a 330 marathon, which is eight minute miles, and the pacer comes in in a mile at 7.53 or 7.54 then people kind of say, well, that's a little bit quick. Or maybe the odd mile, it might be 7.50 even if you're going down a hill. And they say, okay, that's a bit quick. Are they banking time? But we're not we're not banking time. We are actually just running the course. So be, be very careful and and uh, and realize that that no, we will not we will not run fast in some miles. We will always uh, run even splits and especially also uh, even effort. So it'll be even effort the whole time. So if we're slightly, if we're going uphill, We'll slow down a little bit. If we're going downhill, we'll pick it up a small little bit. But each mile will be will be uh, even splits, and that's. And and I think the big point you're making there is you're pacing off the road as opposed to pacing off a watch. You're pacing Absolutely, off the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. You have to run the course because again, you won't. You will. You you'll never run the exact race line. You'll always have a little bit more. And we're just trying to make sure that you have that. You know, have that in mind uh, when, when we're running. And it's also important for people to know, and it's one thing I think I've said last year, is that the road markers, and you'll know this more because you're a very experienced RMC at it, the signage isn't necessarily exactly where the mile marker is. It could be a bit on or, you know, a bit beforehand. The signs are just put up where they have a pole nearby. So when people are doing that as well, they just need to be careful with that, that, you know, if there's a sign 20, 30 metres ahead, yield loaded because the road markings are actually on the floor, the mile proper markings, but the signage themselves are actually not exactly there. Correct, yeah. yeah. And, and like, to be honest, as Anne said it, uh, Dublin Marathon Pacers have been kind of together now for a good few years, and uh, we we all know the course well. And if you're going to come with us, like 
just put the faith in us that we know we know the course really well and we know what we're doing. We've done it a few times before, and uh, just just trust us that we 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 know exactly what we're doing. Hopefully. <laughs> And I think another one on, on that, too, is because I, I know from my own experience, I've paced a small, but as well, and I've I've had this happen to me, you know, in the first mile in particular, where it can be quite crowded and, you know, you're just trying to get everybody off safely in some ways. And you might arrive at the first mile three, four or five seconds behind and you already have people saying, you know, almost in panic mode. What's going on? Just to go again, as you said, trust the pacers. You know, it's it's the time really at the finish line is that's the most important. And if you're a couple of seconds behind, in particular on the first mile. As I said, it's about getting off safe and then you exactly. settle into it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go to first But you, that's miles. where you see an awful lot of people. You see an awful lot of people who waste so much energy on those few miles. You know, it's an obsession looking at the watch. Have I got the pace? I've trained for this. And, you know, and they get themselves worked up and they just waste so much energy. The other thing people have to understand is that there's thousands of Garmin's and, you know, running watches looking for GPS. So, it's going to be all over the shop for the first mile or two anyways until it yeah. settles in. So people just have have to just think about, it, say, OK, I'm just going to, you know, the first mile, even two miles, I'm just going to get into the race, you know, and keep that energy. You know, imagine, you you know, you've got a battery there and you're trying to make it last. So just don't waste it. You know, it's, it's a mistake that an awful lot of people make. Um, yeah. Just panicking. Yeah. And we we've all done it. That's my big, big tip for the marathon, actually, is I would highly encourage people to write times down on a piece of paper or a wristband or something like that. Because one, as you said, the signal and two, as Fozzie said earlier, the course being slightly off your watch, you know, it's, you're definitely not going to hit the mind markers bang on when your watch is clicking. So, you know, what I would do is I'd have. Yeah, and also know, where, there's there's pace bands in Dublin at the expo. So pick up two or three pace bands. You know, and have your time, you know, you, you, you'll notice, you know, when you are in the expo, people will come up and they'll ask you for a different range of pace bands from 320 to 420. You know, it's just panic. So just go with your time, get your yeah. pace band. Also note that it is marked in miles. So if you're a kilometer runner, you won't see a kilometer marking there in every 5K. So just note that, that if you're a kilometer runner, you need to look at your own, you know, as you say, write them, write them out or whatever, but just yeah. to note that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, another question has come into us and it may seem an obvious question, but again, it's one we've been asked and I, I have seen this maybe at shorter races be asked a bit more, but again, just to confirm it, you know, you're, you do you run to chip time or gun time? Uh, uh, chip time. Chip yeah. time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's 100% yeah, that's, chip that's, time, yeah. That's usually important in Dublin too. Yeah, that, that we run chip time, and uh, because you could be a long way back in in the queue, you could be two three minutes getting to the start line, and then um, if you're going by gun time, you're trying to gain that time again. So no chip time, one hundred percent. Yeah, and there's there can be times where you might see a clock here or there, and it's not to panic because that clock is not relevant to you majority of the time unless you're out in the front of it, you know. So, and when you finish the line, when you see the clock in front of you, again, don't panic if you see. 402 when you're hoping for a four hour marathon <laughs> do you know what i mean like you're well ahead if that's the case so like it's just all about just relaxing and again i think it is vital and it is like you trust the pacers they will do the job for you like you have the guys who have done hundreds of marathons who know exactly what they're doing 
relax and breathe and just soak it in because Dublin has an atmosphere unlike any race in Ireland and you get the chance to enjoy it and I cannot recommend it highly enough for people just to enjoy it. That's perfect, yeah, exactly. And there's another reason we have three pacers in each group because unfortunately sometimes pacers do have a bad day, you know, and, and, and you know, be it they might be a bit sick or something, one might have to fall off and if that is the case, then we have two others to back them up and that's why it is important to trust us. There's three of us there. We work as a team, and no matter what, uh, I guarantee you that that pacer will, will hit the time 100%. Yeah, and again, again, this is, I think, something you touched on earlier, but again, do pacers take toilet breaks, you know, go, like you just said, people drop out, unfortunately, and things like that. But again, I think you just, you communicate that fact that you're doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah, a pacer will 100% tell the group, whatever he's doing, if it's off the beat or whatever is going on, he will talk to the to, to, to the group. Uh, no, we don't take title breaks, obviously, that, that can't be done, although I have been asked that a good few times. But um, what you call it? Yeah, we will talk if there's something wrong or if I'm pulling back or I'm, I will tell the people I'm pulling back just to bring up a few people, but the two boys will be in front of me or, you know, there's there, we talk constantly throughout the whole marathon. So that's uh, that's another advantage of the Pacers. We'll tell everything that's going on so just listen and again trust. Yeah, a silly question here, but just because I've I've had the honor of running in Fozzie's group before, and maybe to you, do you enjoy doing it yourselves? Do you get do you get the, the buzz on the day the same way as a runner does? And, and maybe, you want to do it? Yeah. Okay. I uh, look. It's it, I personally look forward to it so much. Like I have I've run. I don't know. I suppose I'm I'm tipping it around 200 marathons. I don't know, and Dublin marathon pacing is five. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. You, I have I've had one lady who's ran with me every year, um, and she's been she's she's well able to run faster than the time, and she's like I just enjoy the company so much, and she's ran every year. You hear amazing stories. You hear sad stories. The people. People tell you their life stories or you hear why people are running it or they're running for this, that could be happy, it could be sad. People have had me tearing up. You know, it's it's just it's just something else. And when you see somebody get their goal and they're coming in and you're sending them off with 500 meters to go or whatever it is. And they're just and they wait for you at the end and you're they're the person, you know, they're wanting to hug you because they feel like you have made it happen for them or you know, I kind of say it's it's your legs that have done the work, it's your body. Um, but it's just an amazing, it's an amazing day. Mm-hmm. And and I have to ask this question, do you rob jellies off kids on the side of the footpaths like Fozzie and Chris do? <laughs> I have been known to take a couple of jellies off <laughs> the kids along the route, yes. <laughs> and Brian, there's a good point because there was another one came in and it just, this, this, there was two points made between two lads there, right? So the question was, do do pacers have much experience? Well, we've two on here now who we probably combined have about a, about three hundred and twenty marathons probably between the two of them. So I think that answer is just a very resounding yes. No, you might have someone you know who's earlier obviously on in their mar- marathon pacing and stuff like that, but you know the experience the pacers have is is going to be top end here I think. Fuzzy, would it be right in saying that? A hundred percent like as the Dublin the Dublin lads are 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 uh, 
they're unbelievable and they've got huge huge experience at, at pace and uh, like every every I, I i'm not sure if there's a few regular or new people this year but definitely i'd say you you'd be you'd be shocked in the amount of marathons they actually have paced uh, uh together in a group like so yeah no they're, they're top notch in fairness top notch and that's thanks to anto like anto puts a great team together um and, and fair play to him like yeah we got a question this evening as well just before we come on i suppose tips maybe so i suppose one you can give tips in general but tips on mindset was the particular one here and tips on breaking down the course so maybe Anne, i don't know if you want to take that one yeah i think look everybody's different and everybody goes into something in a different way um but i think when you sit back and, you, and you're looking at it from the pacers side and looking at people like people will start, will say the expo, people will come into the expo and they get completely panicked. Um, and they spend three or four hours walking around exhausting themselves. Mm -hmm. So I suppose mindset, have a plan, go in and get your race number, maybe enjoy the experience and get out of there, um, you know, and rest up. Um, and in the morning, you just give yourself plenty of time you know, and just stay, just, you know, get a good night's sleep. Don't change anything. Don't panic. Have the breakfast as normal. Get into town, drop off your bag and just give yourself plenty of time. And if you're going with a pace or, 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 you know, or if you feel like you want to sit back from the paces, that's fine too. You know, there can be a crowd around the paces and just keep the blooms inside because you will see them. But mindset, break it down how you feel best. So, you know, some people might do that in 5Ks, some people might do that in miles, some people might dedicate a mile to each person in their family. Everybody's, everybody's different. Um, and I suppose, I suppose I say to people about visualization. So, you know, when you're getting to kind of 20 miles and people are getting tired and, you know, they're just saying, oh my God. And a lot of people might have gone over 22 miles in training. So four miles after that is a long way. So it's kind of like, okay, visualize your four miles or whatever it might be from your front door and you're running home and you've done, you've done two or three times a week for the last how many weeks in the rain and the sun and the dark and the bright. Now visualize your four miles and you visualize your way all the way in, you know, just to give something to, to distract yourself or something that's familiar to you. You know, and you're like saying to somebody, and not just going in your front door, you have thousands of people waiting for you and a, and a medal and a finish, a double marathon. So I, th I think you just just do what you do for you and don't don't listen to 10,000 other people the week coming up to it saying, oh, do this, do that, try this. Do what works for you. Everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Yep. Fuzzy. Yeah, look, to be honest now, I've done a lot of pacing over different courses, um, and Dublin is not that difficult of a course uh, if you if you compare it to a lot of other ones. There's no major area on the course that's going to cause you any trouble. Like, you know, if you look at the likes of, say, just for example, now the Diglin Marathon has a big, massive hill in it um, for, for about two miles long. So Dublin hasn't got that. So I think the worst thing you can do in Dublin is, is try and break the course down and have it in your head, because as Anne says, you're, you're constantly thinking, you're constantly burning energy the whole time then on the course when you say, oh, I have to get to mile eight now because this is going to be a hill or mile 12 because this is a tough section. I think, especially if you are going with the pacer, just let him do all that for you, talk to you and stuff, uh, 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 or him or her, sorry, you know, uh, talk to you and, and describe the course as you're running 
and just relax, take a deep breath. Um, try try not and uh, break the course down to where where. Okay, you might want to know the odd little pinchers or or like you know everybody know Heartbreak Hill there, but but um yeah, just try and relax a bit more than you can, and especially what Anne says on the expo there, uh, definitely like enjoy it, go around it, but go around it once. Okay, don't go around it four, five, six times and spend a couple of hours there. And you'll be absolutely on your feet, out of your feet then by the end of the evening. Like so, get your expo, see it, have a good bit of crack in there, talk to a few people, and then head out, relax, and chill out for the evening, and 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 uh, enjoy enjoy the, the the rest and plenty of time as Anne said again for for the morning of. Yeah, um, I think I think that's all the questions we got. But and just a quick one for you. Um, has, has there been any highlight of any Dublin Martin that you've done or paced that has been a highlight or is there any one particular one? And this is just, I know this is, you haven't planned for this, but <laughs> throw it out there. Uh, look, I think they're, I think they're all special. Um, I suppose I, I suppose what stands out to me a little bit would be there was somebody who ran with, with me one year who could only do one marathon they were to get surgery and they wanted to do one marathon in their lifetime and they wanted to hit a certain time and this was it and I said she's your first marathon now don't put yourself under pressure and all the rest and uh, they ran the marathon and they got their time by one second and oh. they were delighted and you know it meant the world so to me that's just kind of one one thing that stands out to me off the top of my head just because they knew that they would never get to run again and you know to fulfill their dream and it was lovely to be part part of that journey with them yep. but there's there's so many you know you have so many as i said you you have happy sad you have you have so many different feelings and emotions and it's it's just a great day out yeah i agree fuzzy anything that sticks out in your mind in the dublins that you've done I suppose obviously the first Dublin Martin that I paced was was the biggest uh, buzz for myself because I managed to get in in time, you know, and, and you do be buzzing like. But I think Dublin is so special that like you only realise as a pacer when you finish and the amount of people come in and they thank you and and you know you realise how many people were actually following you like and and, and it's great it's, it's such a buzz to to, to know that, that you actually helped them along and and gave them a little bit of support anyway. I really hope, but like. Yeah, it's just it's it gets me every year that I come into the finish line, and I'd I'd love to be able to stand a hundred yards away from the the finish line for for thirty seconds and just cheer on everyone in, like you know, and and and, and just you be you be buzzing then, like you know, that they're all there for support, like you know. So it's yeah, definitely for me, it's every time I hit the finish line, I'm I'm absolutely buzzing, like. Cool, and just like for the final weeks for yourselves, like. Again, is there any specific training you're doing? You're just obviously getting into long runs like anyone else, really, is it? Uh, well, so we're, we're, yeah, getting the long runs in, taking over. <laughs> and what, and what yeah, would be the long, Yeah, sorry. And what would be the longest you'd go up to? Well, I suppose I'm in training anyways. Um, but, you know, you kind of would be doing, hoping to keep around marathon pace every, every week. That's personally me. Um, but, but you know, as I said, that as Fozzie said, that the pacers for Dublin have so much experience and marathons under their belts. Like you have people that have been pacing Dublin there for over ten years, you know. So we're all kind of in and around. You know, you could have a marathon 
or to a month do you know what I'm saying yeah so it really depends what people are training for in their own lives as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Fazi you're more of an ultra man anyway so these are probably short distances for you are they <laughs> I'm no more of an ultra now than Anne is there. She's, she she'd be better than I am. <laughs> there you but go. no, I, I'd be um yeah. Again, depending on what we are personally training for ourselves, you, you could even do could be doing twenty six miles the week before. You you just don't know. But it's just because we're lucky enough to be that trained up that we 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 run so many of them that we kind of you know I said you you'd be able to do it for a week or two before as well you know. But don't that would be irrelevant to most people who are doing first timers or whatever or or. You know, so like, don't don't go by what mileage we do at all, because we we'd be on totally different plans with the ultra running and stuff. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Excellent. I think that's it. I think look, as the big point, I think is, you know, we have great pacers, and we certainly have two of them here, two very experienced pacers on this podcast as well. So delighted to have your expertise and your knowledge. And uh, I know again, you know, if anyone's running with you on the day, they'll be very lucky to be part of your groups and part of all the groups, really. So. Best of luck to you guys as well, I suppose, on the day, and hopefully everything goes to plan and the weather and everything goes with it. It's always been pretty good in Dublin, I think. I know what Jim Ockney must have a direct line to the mother nature as well, I think, as every, everybody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, th- thanks for having us on. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having us on, and, and, and I hope people, uh, yeah, I hope, I'd love to sit, meet a few people on Saturday at the Expo there that are coming with me. Come on up and say hello. and. I said, looking forward to seeing everybody out in the course, and I hope everyone gets it, gets what they well deserved. Yeah, and I think one last thing: if there's something that hasn't been answered here, then certainly make your way to the expo stand and ask the questions there as well, if it needs to be. Yeah, there's like the, the patients yeah. are on the on the stand there for for any questions, um, and don't be don't don't be afraid to ask any question. There's no such thing as a stupid question, um, mm-hmm. but. You know, there's a dedicated stand there, thanks to Jean and all in, in Dublin Marathon, um, and the patient take it in turns on the, on that stand. So, any questions, feel free to come up to us. Brilliant. Excellent, guys. Thanks for your time. Much appreciated. And no hopefully, everybody will see you pass you out and leave you behind at the finish line would be the right achievement for everybody running with you. <laughs> and best Excellent. of luck to 2v and as well for us because best of luck you running yeah <laughs> we need it on thanks guys cheers okay so thanks a million there to Fozzie and Anne yeah, some great insight there as you said an absolute wealth of experience in terms of pacing and running themselves and um, look there was a lot in it some things will be obvious to some and maybe not so obvious to others and uh, but I'm sure there's at least something in there for everybody to pick up and as I said at the start there people at the moment are hungry looking for any bit of information looking for those one percent that they can gain maybe course knowledge or pacing knowledge so again hopefully you've taken something out of it and again spread the word out there for anyone you know last week's show as we said was a huge success um, and we know a lot of new people came to the show for the first time there but within Ireland and overseas as well so again if you know someone who's running Dublin Marathon make sure to thank them both to this episode last week's episode and as I said episode 20 episode 16 of 2022 if you haven't heard that one mm. that's another one to check out as well so three very specific Dublin episodes there and Brian I know we spoke to the lads as well afterwards and we were just saying if, if we get enough questions in over the next week or two what we could do is even just on a choice on its own a simple Dublin life question and answer episode where any questions you have we will answer um mm-hmm. so you know get them into us 
we'll get them answered. So we might throw that out on a 10, 15 minute episode there on a Thursday or something like that, just if there's enough appetite for it. If you have questions, mm -hmm. don't be afraid to ask them. There is no such thing as a stupid question, as Anne says, and we genuinely mean that 100 yeah. percent. That's it. Again, look, we know there were some other races as well today. There was a bit of cross country went on today, but at the time of coming to record, we didn't have those results really in fully. But again, well done to everybody all over the country. Cross country season is well and truly in it with us now again. So another great way of uh, keeping keeping fit over the winter as well. Um, other than that, I suppose best to look to everybody over the coming weeks. Again, you see a lot of people tapering period now. Don't go mad. Don't go too mad in your tapering period. Enjoy it as well. And I think finally, a big shout out and a big thank you to Wellbeing and Pillar Performance again. And we'll, uh, we'll move forward with great hope and positivity that we can grow this even more. Yeah, exactly. And Brian, good night to you and thank you very much. And thank you That's to it. everyone who's listening. Good night.